In this valley of heart's delight, you will find life pleasurable, toil honorable, and recreation plentiful. God took my firstborn. It was a time when anything was possible, at least in the imagination. Welcome to the Valley of Hearts Delight, your number one podcast for Bay Area creepiness and murders. With me as always, Cat Bear, Scorpion Snake, and Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. And who and are it's you? it's me, Tony, oh. your singing podcast ho 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 Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just make that up on the spot? Yes. Beautiful. Damn, dude. I like how it kind of went. No wonder like, you got Dari it, to marry you. That was, yeah, man. God, it, just pull shit out like that it, all the it, time. I, I like time. how it kind of went from like Yacht Rock to some weird like Prince ripoff <laughs> like, mm. within the span of one jingle. I really was, on, I honestly think I would be the Mozart of jingles if I knew <laughs> how to. <laughs> hey, man, this might be your, uh, your foot I, in the door. If, if, if I learned to read music. <laughs> And could play Ugh, piano. That yeah. whole thing. I mean, you've already got the syphilis thing covered, right? So he didn't die of syphilis, didn't he? I thought he died of like a liver failure. Mozart? Yeah. I thought you were talking about Jingle John, the king of the jingles. Jingle John, king of the jingles. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Damn. Look at that. Impressive. I just came up with that. Yeah, very impressive. Came up with that. It's just right now, out just of your right head. Now, like, Amazing. Do I have? Does this one have multimedia? Does it? Have multimedia. We don't know, but you do. No. I don't know what you're trying to do. I don't to... think I figured out how to I don't do know. That. I don't even know what you're trying to do. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Uh, Andy, what did, what did Mozart die of? Tell I'm, us. I'm looking right now, and apparently they're not entirely sure. Mm. We should know this. We should already know this, right? He was a drunk and a gambler. So I'm going to assume liver failure. I think syphilis is a safe bet. Liver failure. I mean, God, it could be any number of things. In, back he in died the, pretty... What was that, 1843? But he died, 1843. <laughs> he died fairly abruptly, right? What really killed Mozart, this is from an article in the uh, New York Times. It says, many causes have been suggested over the centuries. Syphilis... Oh. The effects uh, of treatment with salts of mercury, Ooh. rheumatic fever, vasculitis leading to renal failure. Ooh. That is not as exciting and gross as it sounds. Infection uh-huh. from a blood eating procedure. Trichnosis from eating undercooked pork, pork. chops. Oh, that'll, that'll get you. That'll like, get you. Well, so Always I would say, yeah, Anthony, I, I, I'm oh, sticking, I guess with, maybe it's I'm sticking with my original thing. You've got all of these covered. I... Oh wait, here's a here's a 2008 article that is titled "Syphilis in Composers and Musicians." Mo- Mozart, Mozart Beethoven, Beethoven, Paganini, Schubert, Schumann, and Schubert, Schmetana, Sh- Schmetana. Though syphilis was like prominent, I, is I okay? I again, I'm gonna pull this fact out of my ass. I have no idea where I got it, so it's probably not true. But I heard the reason that they wore the wigs is because syphilis was rampant, and syph- one of the effects was like you lose your hair and get lesions, and so you'd wear the you'd wear the makeup and the and the the 
wig. That's where the beauty spot thing came yeah. from, too. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, so I heard that that was the main reason for the fashion is because syphilis was... Interesting. So, uh, now, again, somebody do research on the... Well, no, 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 I don't no. know if that's true. So, so like, tuberculosis I and syphilis it. were, like, the two, like, major killers of people through, like, up to, like, the Victorian age. I, you guys may remember, I, I told you I went to that uh, medical museum in Vienna. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, they had all of these different skulls in the collection that were people that had died from syphilis and it showed like the deterioration of, of the actual skull. Whoa. Yeah. Cause it like, it, it, it starts deteriorating the soft tissue of the brain first, which is why people go blind and crazy. Whoa. And then, and then it starts to actually eat through the, the cranium. Like, so like, these skulls look like Swiss cheese. It is amazing. it a bacteria? I'm not sure. I don't, I mean, I'm not a virus because you don't have it. I mean, it's not. I'm I mean, not it's a medical not, doctor. It's not very way, common just, anymore. So everybody knows that. It's not that common anymore. Is it? I don't know. Well, I, I don't. I don't know any. I've never met I mean, a person with the syphilis. It's, it's, it's a you. you not that not you that knew. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whenever you, I was looking at whenever you guys idea. are ready, you just let me know. So wait, are we not going with that intro? No. No, we're going to we'll go with that intro oh, for okay. sure. All right, what are we talking I about? I just we're, I'm not probably not going to include seven minutes of talking about syphilis. whether or not Beethoven had syphilis. But Mozart. It is in fact a bacteria. Okay, cool. All right, so it's Man. a brain eating bacteria. God, they really probably wish they had penicillin. They don't. Fuck you. We do. We're cool. Fuck you. Penicillin. You have the greatest composers of all time. We have Kanye West. Hey, Kanye 2024. I'm on that train. Fast, uh, fast, fucking God. fast lane to the apocalypse. We are, you know what? Fuck it. We're on the wave. Ride it. Ride it. Right? All empires fall. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we talking about today? Ooh. I already know. I actually know what we're talking about because I can see the script. But... I know. But it's still fun to introduce. <laughs> but it's fun. I do this. You know what? Speaking of death and syphilis. Speaking of death and syphilis. We're going to be talking about your childhood. That's right. The death of your childhood because today, tonight, whatever time this is. We will get into a, oh, no. Andy just showed oh, yes. me a picture of syphilis brain, and that is horrifying. Yeah, it looks like uh, looks like somebody poured acid on it. Kind of. I thought it was a, like a moon picture. Uh, oh, no. Man, dear listeners, do yourself a favor. Just We Google might have to include syphilis those. Syphilis brain and then click on the image. You know oh, what? Oh, no. You know when you're in the bar? Mm-hmm. And you see that chick or that man, and you're like, I should go home with that person. They may have syphilis. So always wear a condom. Always wear a condom. That's not real. That is absolutely real. Imagine oh! the smell of that. I think the smell would probably be the. See, yeah, okay. That that's why they. That's why know. they wear the wig. That looks like a smelly head. Because that's what your brain would look, your fucking head would look like. That's horrifying to think Whoa! about that that's like in all the period pieces. Dude, we could go down a rabbit hole here. Well, so deep. God, we need to find a syphilis story for so you guys. So you know, you, you know what? This is, this is from a uh, website that is titled Syphilis, Shocking Photos of Syphilis Victims Before Penicillin. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. So, well, by the way, if you're if God you're, bless Robert graphic. Penicillin, if you're an anti-vaxxer, just remember that we've solved a lot of medical cases. Allegedly, allegedly, syphilis being one of them. That was penicillin, not a virus. So, vaccinations have nothing to do with it. But 
Just know medical, medical science. Yeah. Medical science. It's what brought you everything you. That's great. You oh my god, I want that. Syphilis? Not syphilis. <laughs> I want that skull. <laughs> yeah, if you know, if you, oh, uh, man, if, man. I mean, you can't want what you already have. It's incredible. Yeah, bacteria is fucked, and mm-hmm. people just kept fucking. Mm-hmm. If I saw that, like, this is what happens if you fuck. I wouldn't mm, fuck. You say that now. That's true. You're like, I, we all did technically learn about the dice. this. Technically, we were all still here, so somebody with syphilis had sex with somebody with didn't, and yet somebody got pregnant. Anyways, on that note. Yeah, so anyway, we're talking about Toys R Us. Uh, <laughs> well, technically, today. I haven't even introduced it yet because right, we got interrupted. It. Tonight. This is going to be strangely edited. Yup. <laughs> Tonight, we are going to get into a old classic Santa Clara Valley spooky tale, that of the haunted Toys R Us of Sunnyvale and its resident specter or specters. What? Hmm. Yeah. We're talking about a haunted toy store? Yes, sir. Not o- not <laughs> a toy store, Andy. Now, Andy, you don't know about this. This is Toys R Us. You've I've never been heard- to Toys R Us before. It is it was But had you did you know about the haunted No, because it's not real. Okay. But you've never but <laughs> you've never heard you've never heard Toys R Us is real, but you've never heard the story of the it's haunted not real Toys R Us. Having not grown up in this area, I never have heard the story of the haunted Toys R Us. See, store. I think that is that's true. Very interesting because this particular story, in my opinion, is perhaps one of the more famous hauntings of our area, having garnered attention from various television shows, including a spectacular, albeit factually dubious, episode of Haunted Lives, Real Ghost Stories, a.k.a. Real Ghost 2, narrated by Leonard Nimoy and directed by Toby Hooper of Texas Chainsaw <laughs> wow. Massacre Holy and Poltergeist fame. Shit. We might watch it after this. We should actually probably. I, I will definitely be. Yes, go. we should have. We but yeah. I like going in dry with yeah, you. You know, yeah, we yeah, can watch sure, it next sure. on Friday. We can. Because I will definitely be leaving here immediately to go eat dinner. Uh, I love you guys, though. I love you, too. The uh, script writer for the film Toys, I believe the Robin Williams vehicle, spent the night in the Haunted Toys R Us to get inspiration. It's been covered by numerous podcasts and over a dozen visits by legendary, air quotes, psychic Sylvia Brown. Damn, well, you know it's legit if Sylvia Brown mm-hmm. got in there. She mm-hmm. was like, I also mm-hmm. want a teddy bear while I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut this teddy bear. I'm going to grab around that little plastic car with the feet. And like, beep, beep, beep. I'm, I'm, I'm in a car. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, we'll get into all of that. <laughs> What the hell is he talking about? Remember those cars when you're pedal a kid? cars? The little pedal, you know, the cars. You're a little kid, and you're like, rrr, 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 and you just like use your feet, and you're like, like a flint, like a Flintstone like a toy car. Cars like the plastic. The, are you talking like about like the yellow and red one, right? Yeah, yeah. Remember those? No, nah, man, we didn't have those where I grew up. Hmm. We, we just had uh, horses, cart, horse, horse uh, and carriage, Amish, you know? Amish buggies. <laughs> we, we, and his dad was you like, guys had to use your feet. At least we knew enough to harness some domestic animals to the front of that bitch, Andy. <laughs> Andy growing up, his dad was like, he's like, Dad, can I have a toy? And his dad's like, here's a stick. Yeah. Pulled it out of a tree. Make your own toy. Throw a stick and a and knife give a and knife. make your own toy. Yeah, pretty much. That's 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 almost, that. I mean, come on. That's amazing. What do you think made me what I am? Just, hey, just grab a rock and hit it with a I mean, stick. Even though your dad, no. your dad sounds nothing like that. That's not what my dad sounds like <laughs> Actually, usually my dad would make toys for us, or wow. we would make our own toys. Wow! I I I was pacified with uh, plastic 
I know, and this is—I mean, <laughs> brainwashed. Yeah, by I was going to say this is this is why you have. <laughs> this is why you need to believe in UFOs as an adult because you had you never had to use your imagination as a child because it was just that's spoon fed. Actually, to you. the whole true. the I whole had, I had a very vivid imagination. The whole reason I went to the school <laughs> that I went to from kindergarten to twelfth grade was because my mother bribed me with a Dennis Nedry Jurassic Park toy. And I was like, oh, I, we like cool. got to the parking lot of the school to like take the entrance exam for kindergarten. Did she like throw it in through the front door? No, no, and you no. Scampered and then after like, and like slammed a door and pushed I, it. I was exam? an extremely stubborn child, and we got to the parking lot, and she was like, "All right, you ready?" And I was just like, "Nah." She was like, "What do you mean no?" I'm just like, "Nah, I'm not gonna do this." She was like, "All right, listen here, you little shit. <laughs> What's it gonna take?" And I was like. Dennis Nedry toy with the uh, Pachy, not Pachycephalosaurus. Um, oh, God, my dinosaur knowledge has degraded. The spitter. Dilophosaurus. Dilophosaurus, thank you. I'm ashamed. Uh, Which is incredibly inaccurate in the movie, by the way. Shush, 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 shush. Anyway. Anyways. You guys are such fucking nerds. <laughs> I love that movie, but that's an incredibly inaccurate representation of a Dilophosaurus. And Velociraptors. And Tyrannosaurus Rex. At 1.30 East El Camino Real in Sunnyvale, California, a 60,000 square foot Toys R Us opened in 1970. And all the kids were like, all right, it's time to get us a toy, all right. As it was 1970, that, that is exactly what happened. And they did like... They shuffled in there shuffled and, and they with their bell bottoms and yeah, their but, platform mm-hmm. shoes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Toy time. Now, it's not entirely clear. I think that the platform shoe may have been a little bit later than 1970. And it had a little gold I'm going to look that up. <laughs> now, it's not entirely clear as to when the paranormal phenomenon began. But what is apparent is that when it did, it came on thick. The first record I could find was from a September 9th, 1979 San Francisco exam- Examiner article by Antoinette May. According to May, a talking doll was the first indication of paranormal activity. After a customer came to the store to return the doll, claiming it was defective and was not talking as it was supposed to, cashier Margie Honey attempted to troubleshoot the toy. (laughs) Deciding that nothing could be done, Honey put the doll in a container intending to ship it back to the manufacturer. And upon closing the doll up in its container, the doll cried out, <laughs> I mean, I would probably if that happened to me, I probably would not be freaked out, but I would be kind of creeped out. Initially, I would be freaked out, but creeped out. Yeah, but I'd be like the initial tingles, just yeah. like a little like, ooh, oh, that's weird. I didn't like that malfunction. Removing the doll to inspect it again, both Honey and the customer shook the toy, but to no avail. Placing it back in its box, the doll immediately cried out again. Mama, Honey recalled of this incident, quote. After this happened a few times, it ceased to be funny. I began to feel that the doll had a will of its own. Finally, I called a clerk and asked him to take the toy away. It cried all the way back to the stock room. Several days later, Honey was sitting alone in the employee break room when a large bulletin board on the wall began to swing back and forth and then... Page by page, a stack of papers atop the refrigerator fluttered down to the floor. Honey asserted that there was no fan or vent that could explain this odd occurrence. I believe it. I believe it, too. I believe it 100%. It totally happened as a ghost. Mm -hmm. I'm already convinced. 
Well, Andy, you're still looking skeptical, but I'm only, I'm only saying because hmm. Andy has a has a a face. Now, if you, if you think it was as an isolated incident of, to just one person, let me tell you. Yeah, Andy. Another <laughs> sounds like a drafty ass office, but you know it is a sixty thousand square foot toy store. <laughs> now, I mean, like she was like, there was a window open, so that yeah, might exactly. explain it. But, but there was no vent or fan. Yeah, yeah no so vent. So you explain there was that, a window that and you... a large loading dock door opened strangely right before Ex- this happened. Explain that with one of your paper degrees, okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, another employee of the Sunnyvale Toys R Us, Charlie Brown. Was what? closing one evening. <laughs> oh, the name. Shut up. The That's names. Right. <laughs> no one did that to their kids. The names associated with this <laughs> Toys R Us are absolutely ridiculous. I can't remember if I quote her or reference her, but there is one store employee named Putt Putt O'Brien, which I believe Putt Putt was a nickname and not her birth name. God damn, I hope it was a nickname. But the. Ooh, Although it, you got to think about what did she do to get that? Okay. Do it. All right, we're back. Whoa, where'd we go? <laughs> we well, fell into a time portal. <laughs> now that uh, I've cleared up some memory on my computer, uh, <laughs> we can get back to it. So, where were we? We were talking about. We were talking Pup, about. Pup. Yeah, we were talking no, about. No, I mean. Puppet O'Brien and also how Andy was skeptical. And so I thought maybe another testimony from a second employee might change his opinion oh right i was skeptical about the wind that blew through the office and convinced someone that there was a ghost well another it was just the big fat dude named gary farted (laughs) (laughs) sorry anthony that's just big jeff and there's just a guy who's just like (sighs) (sighs) i I just walked up two steps my wife made beef stroganoff (laughs) i'm windy if you know what i mean linda or what was it, honey? I could go for some honey <laughs> on my potato salad. What? Jesus Christ, Anthony. It, wait, is that a thing? Huh? Honey on a potato salad? You can put honey on almost anything. What is he even trying to sound like? <laughs> he's, he's fucking Big Jeff. I'm Gary. Big Harry. I run the accounting department here at the Toys R Us. I also play Santa during Christmas. Why do you uh, sound like a, a gently like touched like gnome or something? Like, well, I, that's I why he it. plays. Isn't that not what Santa is? Well, I guess that, that's true. Okay, fair enough. Santa is a giant musical gnome who. Lives in the North Pole and eats nothing but strawberry pancakes, mm. glazed in honey. God, I would. God, that actually doesn't sound bad, Gary. I gotta be honest. Gary, you're knows. really. Gary's really selling this it sounds to me. Sounds a lot better than potato salad. Gary knows <laughs> what to eat and what not to eat to stay warm in the winter. Anthony, well, I just I, to to live inside your head for even thirty seconds and, would just be a wondrous, <laughs> wondrous experience. I mean, it'd be terrifying. But uh, God. Uh, in addition to Gary, there was also Charlie Brown. Oh, that's where we went. That's what started that whole thing. Who was closing the His Toys R Us one evening? After locking the doors, he immediately heard banging from the inside, as if someone was trying to get out. Re-entering the store, he checked to ensure that there was no one inside. Upon locking the doors once more, the banging again started up. 
Similar to Margie Honey's account, this repeated several more times before Brown gave up and departed, the doors still shaking as he walked away. It's just Gary walking out of the back You forgot me again. (laughs) (laughs) Employees reported that when they came in to open the store, the aisles would be littered with toys that had the night before been properly stocked on their shelves. Uh, Can I just... Does anybody... Properly stocked. Does anybody at all, like, stop to think about the fact that this is literally on one of the major fault systems. They would sometimes be neatly lined up <sighs> or arranged in complex patterns. Oh, mm. That's more interesting. See, that's I not, like that. That has nothing. That's to no do. earthquake. Indeed, that's no fault. Toys would shoot off the shelves without explanation. There were also claims that a voice would speak through the store's intercom system, <laughs> whisper, which is technically what an intercom exactly. system is. There's a body voice talking to me. Whispering, the first laughing, time they ever had that technology. <laughs> Holy shit! Crying, or in one instance saying, "The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away." <laughs> as employees were closing up one evening, which does, in my mind, sound like somebody who's just having fun with the situation. Okay, so it's it's either, yeah, it's either somebody fucking with all their fellow employees. Yes. Or it's a fucking toy store that probably at that point had an awful lot of toys that made sounds and occasionally moved But on this their is own, through the right? over-the-intercom system. Well, are we sure? Or was it like Charlie Brown... Walking down an aisle and hearing the voice and not sure where it came from. I mean, I'm going to be honest. If there was a toy that one of the lines that said, <laughs> the Lord giveth. Like, it's like it's like the, mo- the, mo- the talking Moses the action figure with like red, par- red sea parting <laughs> kung with, fu grip. With parting action. Yeah. <laughs> Spreading the seas. Moses saved his people. Yes. Yes. I would buy the shit out of that Moses action figure. In Not re- until Pharaoh comes in. Yes, back. yes. I, you're seeing the same commercial in my head. That Whoa! Yes, yes. Like extreme, extreme 80s, 90s action figure car- cartoon, not cartoon, commercial. God took my firstborn. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Pharaoh had what was coming to him. Uh, I'm bathing in blood (laughs) in the Nile. The Sunnyvale Toys R Us also suffered from electrical issues. You too can create your own immaculate conception. Like me. It's just a test tube. (laughs) Yeah, like me. There's There's no immaculate conception in the Moses story. No. Well, I, I was. Get I was, your action figure set no, right. No, no, no. Yeah, Jesus is a Jesus separate thing. Jesus' action set came out two years later. You got to get say, the now you with immaculate know, conception. I was say, you got to get the the two pack. So remember of how we, Jesus with the cross and then the Roman with whipping action. Oh, uh, with the, <laughs> with the swivel arm. With quick, yeah. press the sound button. Jesus screams. Ah! <laughs> Where have I heard that scream before? I don't know. <laughs> the Sunnyvale Toys R Us also suffered from electrical issues, from lights turning on and off to electronic toys starting up without prompting. Kneel to the cross. Kneel <laughs> the heathen to the cross. And then, like, you fill him up with, like, water Blood. and, like, red food dye, and it's just like he bleeds out of his stigmata. Stigmata action. God, it's it's just like the queen, like the queen alien 
figure like and we the Dilophosaurus. Yeah. yeah. You, you fill him with water fill him with in the water. bathtub. Yeah, that would be awesome. And the stigmata shoots out of his... <laughs> I was blind, now I can see when Jesus sprays his stigmata in my eyes. Oh, that's not stigmata. <laughs> anyway, man, we took that way far. Okay. <laughs> the entity reportedly paid special attention to women with long hair, with women hearing a disembodied voice call their names or feeling the sensation of someone stroking their heads. One employee claims that she felt someone run their fingers through her hair while she was high up on a ladder while restocking where no one would be able to get to her. <laughs> Faucets in the women's restroom would inexplicably turn on. Employees and customers alike experience this phenomenon, even prompting one customer to complain to the store manager, Judy Jackson. Eventually, at their wits' end, store employees Margie Honey and Regina Gibson began seeking out any information on the property's history in the hopes that they could find some explanation for their paranormal problems. At one point, they ended up going to the Sunnyvale Public Library, which I will take this opportunity to say, go to your public library, go support them. Get a library card if you don't have one. It's a great place. Where? While researching in the archives, they found in a book a mysterious note that read, quote, It is said that the ghost of Martin Murphy is seen on nights of the full moon. Now, at this point, the staff of the Toys R Us did not know who or what they were dealing with. But local records dating back to 1881 list the land under the ownership of one Martin Murphy. Martin a, Murphy. A judge and entrepreneur quite popular among the community. Having crossed the plains from the east in 1844, the Stevens Townsend Murphy Party was the first group of westbound white people to cross the Sierra Nevadas in a covered wagon, with Mary, Martin's wife, giving birth to the first pioneer child in California, Elizabeth Murphy, no who was shit. also conceived by Immaculate Conception. Indeed she was. Several weeks after her birth, Elizabeth was, I assume accidentally, dropped into the Yuba River, though the article I read said she, quote-unquote, fell, even though she was a few weeks old. And, it happens. Consequently, given the middle name Yuba by her father, who had rescued her out of the water. So Elizabeth Yuba Murphy is the first White pioneer child born in California. Oh, I think they should be dropped into a river. That too. <laughs> the Murphys settled and founded what is today the city of Sunnyvale. What? Murphy is also credited with founding or helping to found San Martin, Mountain View, what? and Los Altos. Whoa. Two years after their arrival to California, Martin Murphy Jr. would help save the Donner Party after their disastrous journey into Whoa. the same mountains. Murphys, as it turns out, I did not even realize what a huge effect they had on California's history. Uh, though it's uncertain how the Murphys made their money, whether by trading cattle, striking it rich in the gold rush, or making a deal with a tricky leprechaun, by 1850, <laughs> they were able to purchase roughly half of the Rancho Pastoria de las Borragas, literally Sheep Pasture Ranch. From <laughs> that sounds so much better in it Spanish. It does. From Francisco and Ines If you Estrada. speak Spanish, it just sounds like somebody's saying. Yeah, that somebody's like, do you want to buy part of my sheep ranch? And they're like, yes, I will buy your Pastoria de las Borragas. Yeah, that's, he's like, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <ranch>. bud. <laughs> uh, 
The Murphy's purchase comprised a 7.5 square mile tract of land that stretched from Mountain View all the way to what is today Lawrence Expressway. Whoa, who's Lawrence? And where's I don't know who. Well, well, I'm sure we'll get. We'll do a separate uh, episode on Lawrence of Lawrence Expressway. Like Lawrence of Arabia, but of the expressway. Of the expressway. He he combined the several tribes of the expressway. Yes. And did something uh, to the effect of that movie that I've never seen. Within a decade of this purchase, the Murphys had doubled their fortune, managing to afford to build a house in Maine, whose Whoa. prefabricated pieces were shipped around Cape Horn in Chile, as this was pre Panama Canal, and the American Transcontinental Railroad would not begin construction until 1863, and put together in California like an enormous Lego set. Is that was that in, put in there intentionally because we're talking about Toys R Us? Yes. Yes. I got it. This is, according to SunnyvaleGarden.com, who also credits the Murphy house with being the first manufactured home because there were not yet lumber mills in the area. At that time, they had to get a house from Maine, which is literally the furthest in America (laughs) that you could go, ship it around fucking south america and then to california well you know what i like like the, there's like the donner party who like suffer and die to get over these mountains and that you have like these like dudes who like somehow ship an entire house over the mountains like no problem they didn't ship no, it over the ship- mountains they went around <laughs> the <laughs> end of south america I, I don't know if you've ever looked at a map anthony but you can't really sail from maine to california no I, I, overland I, if you I, believe I, I, enough okay can i say <laughs> when i mean ship i mean just like move it one place to another because like in in like my perspective, but they didn't ship when it you over say the ship, mountains. You also throw it in an airplane. No, or you sorry, put it in the back was of a car. Put this, the pieces of this house Wait, were constructed did... in Maine. <sighs> okay, they were put on a boat. Okay, the boat then sailed, sailed south, to Chile, around Cape Horn in Chile, Chile, up to up, California, up and yes. So they did not go over the mountains where the Donner Party went. Okay, that makes the sense. house did. Not okay. The people did. The oh. people did. Okay, I just like the idea that these like, like these like kind of like overweight dudes with mustaches were able to like <laughs> ship a house over the. Yes. Like, At this point, I'm sure they were all overweight people with mustaches. Why? Well, I just for some reason I'm picturing. Remember that Mario movie? Oh, you Jesus mean, Christ! I don't know. I do where I'm going. <laughs> Wait, this do you all. remember that Mario movie? Do you know Anthony? I don't. You know why? Because I didn't fucking see a Mario movie. I don't know. Is that I'm, the one where I'm Bowser? Is that the one where Bowser was a T Rex? Yeah, I'm kind of. Oh, by the way, I'm kind of no. tired. Weird, it was a weird. Movie. I'm kind of tired. I'm comes kind of, back to video games and dinosaurs. I haven't you guys. eaten. I haven't eaten anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm currently sitting at a table with. Over I don't know where I'm going with that. I don't know where I'm going with that. Well, Antoinette May wrote that the house was the crown jewel of the area and was reportedly described as, quote, a white ship in a golden sea of grain. So, see, that's why they had it shipped. They could have easily built something locally out of locally available materials, but they were rich as fuck at this yeah. point. Yeah. So they could afford it. And, and they according w- to Sunnyvale Garden, there were no, there were, quote, no lumber mills in the area, which is... Ridiculous because there are places like San Francisco that are much closer. Or, or, or they, they could have built like a Spanish style. Did San Francisco home. have a lumber mill though? Pro- I Probably. Just asking a question. I don't know. Just asking I a question. I cannot verif- 
I cannot verify or deny. I don't know that. why I'm taking the side of these people. Uh, in <laughs> no, addition, I think they just wanted to have a house that looked completely unlike any other. Yeah, they wanted around. like an East yeah. Coast house. Yeah, yeah, they were rich as fuck. Uh, in Getting addition paid. to the enormous wheat field on their land, the Murphys are also credited with planting the first orchards in the area. Oh. The Murphy property is additionally the site of what is called the largest private party ever held in the state of California. Celebrating the Murphy's 50th wedding anniversary in July of 1881, a general invitation was extended via the local Mercury newspaper. Mercury News. And trains were specifically routed from San Jose and San Francisco to shuttle people to the event. It is said that the event featured a 1,000-square-foot dance floor and over 10,000 people attended. Wow. The celebration lasting for three days and nights. After coming across this information, Honey and Gibson conveyed their newfound discovery to their co-workers, who began calling the presence in the store Martin. <laughs> Wait, could you imagine being this poor dude from the 19th century who's doomed to haunt a fucking Toys R Us? <laughs> So what happens? That would suck. Indeed. Welcome to capitalism. <laughs> yes. We'll give it. So the, so the Toys R Us has been built upon the Murphy land. And so it makes sense that he would consequently haunt where he died. This is like some crazy pet cemetery shit right here. <laughs> He's like, I built my legacy here and you put Care Bears. <laughs> yes. Teddy Ruxpin. How dare you? Stretch Armstrong person, I don't know him. <laughs> uh, catching wind of this, a group of local psychics headed up by Sylvia Brown, along with San Francisco Examiner journalist Antoinette May and photographer Bill Tidwell, decided to attempt to communicate with the spirit of Martin Murphy. They observed the store staff as they closed up, restocked the merchandise for the next day, and locked and alarmed the building, ensuring that no one would enter or exit without their knowledge. May reported, quote, during the night, a giant bean bag set well back on a shelf tumbled to the floor, seemingly of its own volition. Several balls belonging on the shelves of aisle 107 appeared on the floor of aisle 206. Whoa. Later that night, a weighted ball was found in the center of a corridor and was put back on its shelf and barricaded in place by a box. Within an hour, the ball was back on the floor again. The box <gasps> pushed to one side. Whoa. I mean, it is amazing how round things don't just stay exactly it was where they're a weighted put. ball, Andy. It was a weighted ball that was Man. blocked by a box. How can you refute that? How is it Man. possible that a beanbag chair could have in any way... It was way set far back on the shelf. moved on the shelf. <laughs> I, was, I was tired and wanted to sit down and grabbed it. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Mar Every Martin's time I Irish, I'm sure he has to rest a lot. Down, it just doesn't, it doesn't roll or anything. It just no. Exactly Impossible. Well, Sylvia Brown got to work. <laughs> Attempting to tune in to the energy of the store, she claimed that she had connected not to Martin Murphy, but to another brooding energy she identified as Jeffrey. Jan. <laughs> Jan? Jan. <sighs> And this is where we get into the Are we legend. You, Anthony? No, no Are yawn. We yawn. Yawn. Oh, I get it. That's oh, that was clever, Anthony. <laughs> Jesus, I was like getting mad at him. About God, it. I feel like a fucking ten-year-old could have made that joke. Well, this is where we get into <laughs> exactly. the legend of this haunting. 
Working on the Murphy's expansive land was supposedly a Scandinavian immigrant named Jan Jensen. Jan Jensen. Who had been named Johnny Johnson by the Americans that knew him. (laughs) Johnson, who was studying to become a minister, eventually became infatuated with Martin Murphy's daughter, Elizabeth, Mm. who Johnny referred to as Beth. Unfortunately for poor old Johnny Johnson, even if he would have been able to overcome the vast economic and social disparity between himself and his beloved, she was quickly married off to a lawyer from the East Coast. (laughs) Other versions of the story paint Johnson as intellectually disabled or, alternatively, that Johnny contracted an illness that left him intellectually disabled. Syphilis. Syphilis. Other accounts report that Johnny Johnson (laughs) suffered from encephalitis... (laughs) Oh, he did, he did get it. He no, no, no. In, oh, okay. Encephalitis. Oh, is that different? Yes. I think that's brain swelling. <laughs> we said that syphilis causes brain swelling. And he was known as, quote, Crazy Johnny. Well, I guess maybe not brain swelling, brain diminishing. Yeah. But I would assume the brain would swell after the bacteria like got in there and like. There's probably a bit, of bo- a bit of both. A little swelling, a little diminishing. After losing any chance of garnering Elizabeth's affections, Johnny spiraled into a depression, some say even a mad state. Whatever the case, in 1884, Johnny's painful emotions were replaced by an even more painful experience when he accidentally axed himself in the leg while chopping wood. Fuck. Ow. Not good. Legend (laughs) has it that Johnny bled to death on the spot. That'll happen. 1884 also brought the death of Martin Murphy and... The property subsequently changed hands over the years, with the original Murphy house being demolished in 1961, until the building that would become a Toys R Us was built upon the land that once housed Martin Murphy's orchard, home, and accordingly, the location of Johnson's untimely death. So his house wasn't that baller then, so people just like, like, eh, fuck this house. You know, I mean, at some point, everything from history becomes... uh... Irrelevant. Except for Century 22, which we will not destroy. That's right. Which is true. Un- would, for another I'd, two for another 200 years. Oh, if it lasts another 200 years, I'd be impressed. Yeah. That's why I was like, I don't understand why people are all upset about Church of Notre Dame. You know? Just let it burn. Anyways. Damn. So, According to Sylvia Brown. Apparently it was like some hunchback's home, dude. Yeah. Let that happen. I'm more worried about him. According to Sylvia Brown, it is Johnny that haunts the Toys R Us, waiting for Elizabeth to return to him, hoping she may notice him in death, though she did not in life. And this would be the first of over a dozen visits Sylvia Brown would make to communicate with Johnny. Yeah, the, she she did her homework. She, she had to go. She had to go to the library. Definitely dug deep. Yeah, she had a very good story. Yes, she had to like really like she went to a library. It it also does very nicely explain. The creepy, like, hair-stroking. Sylvia, you know, Sylvia Brown, God rest her soul, is a very clever person. And I think it takes takes a lot of improv skills. It takes a lot of uh, quick thinking to be a psychic. Uh, when the story of Haunted Toys R Us was picked up by That's Incredible, a reality TV show. <laughs> I say it Do like that. Do you guys remember that show? No. No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> actually, it'll explain I what I hear. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, a actually. reality TV show from the early 1980s <laughs> focusing like on people performing stunts and paranormal activity. 
They organized their own seance with Sylvia Brown, along with photographer Bill Tidwell. As Sylvia Brown set up for a seance with the 15 or so people present that evening, Bill Tidwell set up two 35mm cameras, one with high-speed black-and-white film, the other with infrared film, able to take pictures, even in almost total darkness. You know what's weird, though, with that infrared? If it's a ghost, why would it make heat? Or the lack of heat. Because ghosts are cold. Yeah, but how would... When you feel a cold spot, it's because you walk through a ghost. But if you're infrared, infrared's picking up heat, not cold. Well, heat, cold is the absence of heat. I know that, but why would you see that in an infrared, something that's designed to pick up the heat signature, not the cold signature? It wouldn't, if it was cold, it would just blend into the background. Are you... Right? Like, if you look yeah. through an infrared scope in, like, darkness... And I understand that in, da- your, in your head, you're imagining cold. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Predator. A little bit, but... <laughs> right, but so if something cold appears in a warmer space... It appears as an anomaly. Andy. <laughs> I am just enjoying listening to you guys talk. <laughs> no, I mean. That's... I really don't think. I... No, no, come on, Anthony. It's Yes, you were right. Infrared picks up differences in temperature. That's the way to think about it. Not it picks up heat signatures. Yeah, it picks it, up differences in temperature. Differences in temperature. So if there is a heat, like a heat sink. It will show up as like a dark anomaly. Like if you were in a war- if you were in like a room, room temperature room, like let's mm. say like seventy degrees, mm. and you had soaked yourself in an ice bath and then walked out, you would appear darker against the lighter background. Hmm. I didn't know that. I mean, I thought it'd just I, pick I, up heat. Admittedly, admittedly, I think we're all kind of firing in the dark here because I don't know that any of us have actually really looked at or through. Any sort of infrared infrared device. device. Uh, but, I have but, watched a lot of Ghost Hunters. No, well, when I played that, Metal Gear Solid Two, oh, pick up the thermal. <laughs> you fucking nerd. Uh, no. So, but but I guess what I wonder is, do those types of devices have some sort of calibration? Because I see what you're saying too, Anthony. Like if you say, okay, the ambient temperature of this room is let's say like like 68 degrees. Does that register as like a, a nice kind of warm glow a- and then warmer things? Oh, show you know up? what? Uh, yeah. Okay. Because like colder things would show up in negative space against that. Or or do you just have kind of a, cause you're thinking of like the black, the background is just kind of a flat. Like is the flat. Yeah. Black, yeah. And you're like, right? if you're looking at like, you know, like when they show like animals in the woods, like picking up, like they do infrared and they'll like show like a bear or like a deer in the dark. But is that no? You're you're talking about like night vision. No, no, that's green. No, no, green. The red infrared is like we've seen the red, right? Right, right. But okay, but I also to 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 rebuke Caden's point. Then you would have to know that refute. Thank you. Uh, Refute Caden's point. You would have to then know that ghosts drop the temperature. But then why would ghosts drop temperature? Well, we're assuming that. That's an Everybody's bullshit stories about ghosts where they sense something cold are true. Ergo, you find a ghost by looking for cold spots. But does it, do you guys see how this, like, there are depths of bullshit that you have to wade through to get to this stuff? Handy. Like, oh, hey, like, something weird happened. I got cold. Therefore, ghosts are cold. Oh, okay. Now we can find ghosts by looking for cold spots. Maybe. Right? Yeah. No, I mean, there, there's a there's a gigantic, like, yeah. fallacy in that particular string of reasoning 
I don't think the infrared camera is going to help at all. <laughs> and they might well, not catch anything. I, 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 I completely agree with you that infrared will probably not sense ghosts. But, but hypothetically speaking, if ghosts are cold, they should register on some sort of infrared. But why would a ghost device. be anything? Well, okay, fair enough. I mean, there are not any ghosts, so that's a this whole thing is a moot <laughs> argument. But like, <laughs> I guess I'm okay. We're I, all you know, you're I, just talking yourselves in circles okay, here, here, here about actually, something. Yeah, that this is, is my point. Actually, actually, really comes down to my point is why would a ghost be anything? Because a ghost then would be like a ghost. If a ghost is a spirit and just a, is an apparition of something, it doesn't have hot or cold, cold or hot or cold. It is, How do you know that? The same way people know that. There aren't aliens there are any, there are any or UFOs <laughs> or ghosts. <laughs> I might derailing this. <laughs> I love it. Like, I mean, technically, I, no, I, this is Kate, relevant conversation. Kaden looks so mad at me just Wait, I think we need to retitle the, our, our podcast, Pretzel Talk with yeah. Anthony Bragg. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're telling me the ghosts are cold, but they're not, not hot. But the cold, it's I don't. Like, yeah, you're getting into like you're like, but like, what is a ghost? And it's like we don't know what a ghost is. <laughs> so then, how would you know it was cold? Because of people's experiences. Okay. <laughs> because of recorded <laughs> observations and measurements by scientists. No, oh no, no! <laughs> I was like, how could I be so sorry? How could I be so off? You scientist, listen here, you dirty bastard! Scientist, <laughs> how about no? Scientist, I was gonna, you know, I was gonna give you enthusiast, science enthusiast. Oh, no, I was, no, 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 ghost oh, enthusiast. Ghost enthusiast. Well, <laughs> Sylvia got to work contacting Johnny, as we see here. Now Sylvia makes contact with the ghost. Okay. All right. I, I I really feel him now. I think he's in the back. Yeah, he's coming along. Yeah, now he's coming very, very quickly. Just moving along to the right, turning his head now towards me. Why did that sound like a sexual individual? Johnny, the come. Time? Uh, or Yanni, come towards me this way a little bit. Uh, he's got his hands in his pockets. He's looking down at his feet. Yeah, if you want to. He says if he kneels down, would it be easier for me to see him? Yes, why don't you? Wait, show me the picture. Ah. Well. So this is... I Can you imagine being, like, just that woman who just is like, sweet, I'm just going to sit here and talk to space, and these schmucks are going or, to like, eat it up. Or Sylvia contacted Johnny Johnson... With the help of Francine, her connection Who the fuck on the is other Fran- side. Who the fuck is Francine? Francine is Wait. apparently, according to Sylvia Brown, that is her spiritual contact who helps her reach out to and communicate with other spirits. Care Bear, can, can we though? Can we back up? Can I look at that picture again? We'll get there. All right. Just wait, Anthony. So I'm impatient. Sylvia Brown proceeded to describe. His appearance, movements, and apparently had an entire conversation with the spirit discussing his star-crossed love for Beth Murphy and encouraged him to move on to the other side. Now, while Brown was talking to the ghost of Johnny Johnson, Tidwell was simultaneously taking pictures with both the high-speed and infrared film. After the film was developed, 
Tidwell discovered that in a series of photos, a figure that looks like a man standing in the corner of the frame appeared in the infrared, but not in the standard light film. No one present recalls seeing anyone standing in that location at the time that the photographs were taken. Attendees claim that they felt a buzzing sensation when Brown was, quote-unquote, listening to Johnny Johnson speak. And Tidwell claimed that he had no explanation for why the standing figure would appear in the infrared and not the high-speed film. It remains, in my mind, some of the most intriguing evidence that at the very least cannot be outright explained by the expert who took the photos. And I will show you this picture now. Okay. The expert being Tidwell, who yes, was who was a professional an photographer in photographing ghosts. Right? He was he was he was a professional photographer. And he he does not say <laughs> that there is a ghost there. He does not say one way or the other. He just he says at later on in that episode of that's incredible uh <laughs> that he's like i can't explain it i can't it's, explain it, it. it was he wasn't there in the regular film and he was there in the infrared film i just took a picture that's what i was paid to do so this is the infrared photo and you can see in the upper right hand corner a man standing there who was not there in person do, do you mean the dude in uh, the left-hand side? Yes. So My right, your left. Okay, so there is definitely a shape of what could be a man. Indeed. That right there? Well, that, I mean, that's absolutely a dude. Yeah. Standing there, for sure. Yeah. So that's the I thing. Mean, <laughs> I, I, it, it, it looks like... It, no, the photographer it, was it, behind it, the camera. I mean, it looks like it looks like a dude wearing like jeans, jeans and a jeans jacket, yeah, like jeans which jacket I'm pretty well, sure and like Yanni, as leaning Yanni Janssen or whatever his name was was probably not. Uh, can we see the the non infrared photo of the same moment? Do we have a side by side comparison? Uh, let me see. It but sounds that, like stand- but that's what you're talking about, like that image of that dude. Yeah. I mean, that that is clearly a person standing. Yes, there. it looks like a guy standing in front of a light. You mean a silhouette? Yes. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're not wrong. Neither am I. <laughs> it looks like a guy standing in front of a light. <laughs> it's, they are the same thing. I just took more words to say it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I'm... Sure, there is. But how I'm convenient! Sure there is how convenient! I don't know. I, all of a sudden, I was on Kanan's side. Now I'm on Andy's side. No, no, no. You don't know what side I'm coming from. So, so legitimately, like that's obviously someone standing there. Mm-hmm. Now, if that person showed up only in that particular photo and not in the photo taken at the exact same moment with a different camera, right? That's weird. That is well, weird. That, does weird. he have a timestamp? Probably not. Probably not. Mm. Yeah, so even if I showed you a side-by-side photo, it could be the people in the same position, but just in one photo, it's maybe a different exposure, and somebody's not standing there, and they just moved them out of the way. So there's no way to confirm or deny. It's 1970. This is when you could just more easily get away with murder and shit like that. Yeah, it almost sounds like they're full of 
Well, I, but, well, but let me put it this way: like, it's I, funny I, you bring that me. up, Anthony. Oh, I was, I, I was going to just say, like, like I don't want to be one of those people that's like, I don't believe that there's ghosts. There's clearly a person in that photo. So clearly, either they were lying or it's some sort of scam. Like, I mean, I w- I would want to see all of the. Because you're a scientist, the, the you want to see all right? the data. I, I, mean, I, yeah. wanna, I don't want to just see it because that's a photo of a guy standing there. Yes, like that is like yes. it's not. That's not even equivocal. Like there's somebody standing there. It's not like a weird smudge. It's not like a blur that could be something. It's a photo and of a it guy is, standing there. It is interesting because yes, when you look up this case, it's a lot of the same pictures and it's a lot of the same information, and so. Having described this whole seance situation, we have to acknowledge that the situation is heavily tainted by A, the presence of Sylvia Brown herself, right. and B, those pesky, pesky facts. I hate facts. So let's get started with those and get them out of the way. Going off of Katie Dowd's article in the San Francisco Chronicle's SF Gate publication, Murphy family records and obituaries of Elizabeth Murphy say that she went by Lizzie, not Beth, as Brown claimed Johnny Johnson told her. This dirtbag made it all up, didn't she? Additionally, Elizabeth married William Taff, the son of a prominent San Francisco merchant, not a lawyer from back east. And, as a matter of (laughs) fact, Martin Murphy gifted the couple two thousand eight hundred acres or 4.4 square miles of land as a wedding gift in what is today los altos hills damn that's some good real estate yeah so martin murphy just basically gave his daughter and his son-in-law los altos hills as a wedding gift which wow. is pretty dope <laughs> there's like idiots living there it's like i give this to you yeah. like we're They're here like, <laughs> hey uh in fact elizabeth murphy died at the age of 30 in 1875 Six years earlier than the alleged spurning of Johnny Johnson's love. Man, she just made all that shit up. And despite frequent citation of quote-unquote old news clippings referenced in almost all of the stories covering the haunting, 1860 to 1890 census census data suggests that there is no Swedish immigrant in Sunnyvale (laughs) that would match... John Jan Jensen, Johnny Johnson, nor is there any record of a horrifying axe-related death on the Murphy's property that you would expect there would be, considering what prominent figures they were. Can I just show you what the state of mind that I was in when you said that he like hurt himself with the, the I was picturing him with the chainsaw. Not like I was like, Oh yeah, there wouldn't have been a chainsaw back then. <laughs> no. No, this was just Yeah, Anthony, an just like just like they weren't like <sighs> shipping a house across the mountains. <laughs> so in fact, the entire entity of Johnny Johnson may be from the mind of Sylvia Brown, as I could not find any primary sources that referenced or had proof of his existence. And speaking of the psychic in this story, the hosts of That's Incredible claimed, quote, We have several letters on file from medical doctors and professors attesting to Sylvia Brown's psychic ability. No, they didn't. They elaborate no further and immediately transition into covering the seance that they organized. But what you should know about Sylvia Brown, who we will most certainly cover in an episode all her own eventually, is that though one of the more famous psychics in recent history, 
at one point having a four-year waiting period for phone readings. She is also not good at what she does. (laughs) (laughs) Retired magician turned debunker of paranormal claims and vocal critic of Sylvia Brown, James Randi. James fucking Randi. A.K.A. The The Amazing Amazing Randi. By the way, can I pitch? uh, There's a great documentary of that guy Mm -hmm. that was on Netflix. I don't know if it's on there anymore, but there is a documentary of him. I think it's called... uh, Honest, no, I think Honest Liar. <laughs> Missed opportunity. No, I think it's called like Honest Liar or something like that. Mm. But it's about Amazing Randy and like him going like being like a young ma- very uh, magician dude. and like a skate artist and then like being a debunker. It's actually really fascinating and it's actually a very good documentary. Cool. I highly, highly, highly uh, recommend it. You heard it here. Uh, so Randy asserted that the accuracy rate of Brown's predictions that he just you know, painstakingly collected at all of these documented events of Sylvia Brown's psychic predictions. He basically did the math and said that it amounts to pretty much the percentage of educated guessing, kind of like what we talked about previously where with the Ouija boards where people, it was tech, it was more accurate, but it's really just probably just because you went with your gut anyways. The James Randi Educational Foundation created a challenge offering $1 million to anyone who could demonstrate real supernatural abilities under pre-approved scientific test conditions. Between the inception of its earliest incarnation in 1964 and the termination of the contest in 2015, over 1,000 people participated. You know how many won the million-dollar prize? Zero. Fucking zero. Of course. Dude, yeah, I... Oh, the amazing Randy! That dude was—I love that dude. He, he, he has a great. He uh, made so many people feel, look so stupid. It was great. I ended up in a YouTube uh, K hole just looking at videos of the amazing Randy, who I guess at one point had just an entire show where he would bring people psychics on and mediums and all of these people who had these abilities, and he would like go through and be like, "So tell us this statistically." you will probably get like one out of five correct. And he would go through and he would, the guy would like guess something and he would get one out of five correct. And so, and just very flatly, he'd be like, so you in your psychic abilities matched what is statistically probable. What anybody from the audience could have done. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yep. I love it. Yeah. He's, yeah, he, he's cool. In a 2001 interview by Larry King, Brown claimed that she would accept Randy's $1 million challenge. Two years later, back on Larry King, Brown claimed that she had not attempted the challenge because Randy would not place the prize money in escrow. In response, Randy mailed her a notarized copy of the account status confirming the existence of the million dollar prize money. <laughs> later that year, <laughs> despite later that year, despite rules that the prize money could not be placed in escrow. Randy announced that he would be willing to do so specifically for Sylvia Brown. She did not respond. Of course. She's just like, oh, shit. In yeah. two, oh, shit. In 2005, Brown posted on Facebook that she never received confirmation of the prize oh, of money's course. existence. And Randy responded that he had a certified mail receipt showing that Brown had refused the package oh. when it was attempted <laughs> to be delivered. In 2007... When asked by Anderson Cooper how Randy would test Brown, Randy summarized, well, she would do readings for 10 people. 
uh, 10 people that would be chosen because they believe Sylvia Brown and they believe she has psychic powers and they believe in psychic powers of that sort. She would do 10 readings. We would then shuffle those 10 readings and give them all to the people who had the readings done for them <laughs> and ask them to sort them out. Which one is your reading? It should be pretty evident that you could take the reading that was made for you and you could single that out. Sylvia's business manager said that Brown had no intention of taking up Randy's challenge because, quote, she has nothing to prove to James Randy. Hmm. Of course not. Wow. Yes. And in one of her most famous gaffes, Brown, while on the Montel Williams show in 2004, confidently and unblinchingly told Luana Miller, the mother of kidnapping victim Amanda Berry, that her daughter was dead. Miller died from heart failure in 2006. And though Brown did technically accurately, quote unquote, predict that the man who took Amanda was a short, stocky Latino man, Amanda Berry, in fact, was revealed to be alive in 2013 after she escaped, having been abducted and imprisoned by Ariel Castro in Cleveland, Ohio. Barry was able to contact neighbors and escape after being tied up and starved for 10 years, leading police to the house where Castro held two other women, Gina De Jesus and Michelle Knight. In response to the revelation that Barry was still alive, Brown said, quote, I have been more right than wrong. If ever there was a time to be grateful and relieved for being mistaken, this is that time. Oh, fuck this one. Yeah, right? What a Only scam artist. Only God is right all the time. Of course. Mm, that's uh, right. I love it. Yeah. A skeptic who pulls out God when proven <laughs> wrong. Speaking uh, of scam artists. Yes. So how much of the Johnny Johnson story is true? Maybe none of it. Maybe part of it. Maybe the character of Johnson was just a creative prank perpetrated by the mischievous spirit of Martin Murphy <laughs> yeah. upon a there gullible I was, psychic. I was wondering where you were going to bring this back, Caden, somehow to, to reality, not to reality, yes, disproving everything you claim to believe. <laughs> now, Toys R Us, as we know, tragically closed its doors in 2018. No! But the legend lives on when the store functions seasonally as a spirit Halloween store. No shit. And still has people reviewing it on Google, even in the last few weeks. And I have some great ones of those. Uh, one Google review says, quote, cool store, but I kept seeing this ghost calling for some chick named Elizabeth. I think he's in some sort of time warp. He kept limping around, too, because he wasn't smart enough to know how to use an axe. Another one, quote, I really liked this place until I was hit in the shin by Johnny Johnson. Four out of five stars. <laughs> they just, they go on and on. Um, one Reddit user claims that, quote, I work at the Petco in the same lot and weird stuff do happen. Dog tennis balls rolling out of the racks and office papers thrown on the floor. And yesterday in closing, where the cat toys are, I saw the cat bungalow move, which was cool. Apparently his name is Yanni, according to a dog groomer. And that is kind of, it's, it is nice to know that the legend still lives on. Even though the Toys R Us isn't there anymore, even though technically much of the evidence suggests that this is just the machinations of fucking Sylvia Brown's twisted 
psyche the legend lives on in our hearts and in our petcos yeah yeah toys r us good one toys r us good one yeah, I think what that proves is that round objects roll and pieces of paper tend to blow flutter. off the desk really easily. <laughs> I think that's what it proves, Anthony. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure that's what it proves. But I was gonna say, and human and humans lie, and you could and and also that people could just make up anything, and you know it's very easy just to believe them, especially if you're not gonna do your own research. Yeah, for sure. Well, but but it also, I mean, it's similar to the Ouija Madness episode that we did. Like there, there is something about like. The the such the suggest the what am I suggestibility the suggest suggest I can't even fucking pronounce the suggestibility? word suggestibility no I I is that a word yeah I was going to say yeah. suggestivity but I think I might be making that word up yeah. regardless what I'm trying to say is you're not an English professor there is something no I am definitely not an Andy English professor. if you say it I, and I understand what you mean that's a word that is a that's word. right that I think I was gonna say I think if anything you gather from this episode is we, we create our own realities. Yes, that's true. That's true. No, I, I, I guess it would be suggestible. So like the comet hits the planet and kills us all. But yeah. 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 Knock on wood. I just, I think there's, there's something about these types of ideas that create almost like a mass psychosis where like, I think people do want to believe in, in things like supernatural forces or, or psychic powers or whatever. So like, yeah, like the Ouija madness thing was, was kind of interesting because like people like kind of got intrigued by that and went running out to get their own Ouija boards. Cause they, right, they were right, convinced right, right. that they would have a similar experience. And I think like, you know, if, if you're working in a store where somebody sees or feels or, or witnesses something strange that they can't explain the likelihood that other people are going to start f- noticing things that are odd is very high. Yes, because you start looking for them, right? I mean, it, yes. this is a theme and that we've been talking pattern about. Pattern finding so, machines, yeah, and 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 we're very we're very susceptible to su- the suggestion of our peers. So, like, all of a sudden, if everybody's like, "Wait, like, the balls rolled off the shelf again," and you're like, "Oh shit, they did!" Like, and, oh, like that piece of paper just fluttered off the desk. All of a sudden, you start you, instead of like on any normal day, you'd probably be like, "Oh, whatever." Balls roll off shelves. Paper splutter when you walk by. You start being like, I attribute that to something else. Okay. Counterpoint. Any other, like any day, you put something down and it rolls and you're like, oh shit, okay, I go pick it up. But when it starts happening with such frequency and it's compounded with all of these other things that are going on. I would be willing to bet that those damn balls fell off that shelf every single goddamn day for like the previous 20 years in that shop until somebody's like, Oh shit. Like those balls fell off that shelf because of a ghost. And then then all of a sudden people were like, Oh shit, the balls are rolling off the shelves again. And it becomes a ghost doing it rather than just, yeah, the balls rolled off the shelf again. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and and then it's just about, it's, it's about your perception changing based on a suggestion that someone put in your head. Well, you're it's, all superstitions are this way, right? Right. You notice a frequency because you're not paying attention to the frequency, whereas you wouldn't. Yes, have exactly. It before. At, 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 at first, you don't notice these patterns, and then all of a sudden, you do notice them, and you start to attribute meaning to the patterns, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Well, and what's interesting too is that, like, like I said, like there's kind of like the same couple photos that circulate 
in all of the articles and all of them have these kind of very like loose you know they they sound like they could be real quote unquote facts right. and like even Snopes which is supposed to debunk everything I realize it's just a fucking website run by who the fuck knows who but like even they reference things that uh, Katie Dowd in her article then debunked and she re- she's like even Snopes is talking about these like local articles or like you know right pay these all these local papers and it's like nobody checks on that and so it just gets built into the legend as this kind of like fact of the legend right 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 well and that again we've talked about this a lot but it, it that's a similar thing that occurs with a lot of like conspiracy theories where they kind of perpetuate themselves over time and even though scientists have completely and thoroughly debunked them and said like no like the egyptians did not fucking have light bulbs like <laughs> they, you know they, like people are just like oh shit like that's a picture of a light bulb and, and 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 of course it's all like we we only selectively expose ourselves to arguments and ideas that tend to reinforce our own preferences yes. anyway and, and scientists sometimes do that, too, so we have to be cautious about it. We always have to be vigilant. But that's why you have things like peer review. Exactly, and, and, yeah. and, and, and why you need to be skeptical about even your own temporary understanding of how the world works. You've mm-hmm. got to always be open-minded and be ready to, to, to change when confronted right. with, with neg- like, you know, any sort of negation of what you assume to be true. And that's, that, that's like this idea of kind of saying, like, well, like, no, like this is a source that says that this happened and like it's like okay but but all the other sources don't say that that happened like there is no yanni Janssen. he probably never existed yeah but we were like oh but no but like this person said that that person exists and it's like well and like but, but they're like person may have been making it up right like, and they're like they're like photos of it's an old super grainy black and white photo of like a group of people and there's somebody just put a red circle around one of the faces. Some random dude. And every article yeah. has that picture of just like, this is Yanni Janssen. And it's like, probably not. It's some other Scandinavian yeah, immigrant do, dude. But how like, do we know that? Yeah. Like, like, where did that start? What were you going to say? What was I going to say? Uh, I w- uh, basically, all I was going to say it was just it's important to be somewhat scientifically literate. Obviously, you don't have to be an expert in all science, but to kind of just understand just generally how, you know, our world works also helps it's when... A good, it's a good start. Right, when uh, you can I, kind I, of understand how, like... I forgot where I was going to go with this. It was something that Andy said, so... Well, I, but I don't even know that you need know. to understand how the world works, per se. You well, need to understand how humans build knowledge. Or, yeah, right? I, I, and maybe you, and you need to be able to critically... Ass- oh. ex- you need to critically, critically assess... The quality of data that you're receiving. Okay, actually, no, because you're, and actually, no, I know where you're, we, where I was going with that, because you were talking about the pyramids, and like, oh, the pyramids Fucking were light like, bulbs. were like, ridiculous, like were ener- like energy conductors of some sort, and you're like, mm, I don't think sandstone is gonna, you know, that shape like a pyramid or a triangle is going to conduct electricity in right. any way, or they're like, well, because they're then they heard something about Tesla and Tesla's idea of like free energy that you're pulling from the sky, which I would assume would just give everyone cancer. But <laughs> uh, they're yeah. also not grain silos, by the way, Ben Carson. Yeah, and uh, so but my what? Po- <laughs> but my point is like, I'm not like obviously I would never. I'm I am no physicist. All right, you know I, I have very limited knowledge of the you know the electrical magnetic force. So. 
But I can probably confidently say that I don't think a fucking pyramid's going to do it. Well, and I guess the question, though, is, Anthony, like, but do you trust, like, the entire scientific community for now multitudes of generations that have built the body of knowledge that we know is physics? Yes. You know why? Yes. You trust that, right? Yeah, because when I sit on the toilet and I poop and play chess, I can think science. Okay, see, I that that was not where I was going with this. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but, but you know what I'm saying. Like, but there are people that choose to like ignore that entire body of knowledge and data, and then say, "I don't believe that." And and like and then they 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 follow the like. The opinion of some kook yeah. who has well, nothing to back it up whatsoever because they like that truth more. Yeah, of course. Like, okay, and it, it, I, this is, I, we're kind of getting off topic, but it, it's the climate change issue, right? Where we'll accept all this, all these nice, you know, sciences that help us day to day, but we're gonna ignore this science because now it no longer, you know, fit. You know, does it? We don't want it to fit the way we want. Right, things to right. be because now oh shit i i might actually have to change the way i live right 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 well yeah right no, like they, I, I that was like my it, first like kind of example that popped in it, my head like it, the people ignoring unfortunately it's still the united states right and that's irritating. i mean that's i mean hence the the hence the book title inconvenient truth right, right. like like where where it's like well shit this sucks because it means if i if i actually accept that this is true it exposes my own culpability and involvement in the problem. And it's going to be difficult, if not almost right. impossible to live a life I want to live with this knowledge in my head. I don't know. I think people are doing okay. Well, yeah, well, but, but people are, yeah, <laughs> well, not, they're basically just like, not I think, really I think taking responsibility. I think that's for really actions. funny because I feel like more like it's like 15,000 scientists come out to it. Like, cl- say like there's a climate emergency and there's like this you know there's more and more information of a, a shit's happening faster than we expected it to and i just read it and i laugh and i'm like nothing's gonna happen yeah, like yeah. we've known this for a really long time and it's only gonna happen when people's business interests are affected well by you know it. it's yeah it's like sylvia uh brown uh, well, and, but that you going back to dude, Sylvia like, Brown, yeah, like seven hundred dollars like, for a phone session. I'm sorry, that's no, no, like, it's it, and and that's the thing is like think about the people sitting in that Toys R Us store with that woman, like giving her any credibility at all. I, I mean, at first of all, it's shameful that, well, that people and like the give fact credit that they, to individuals they like that. Felt a tingling when Johnny was talking, and it's like. Is it real? Is it psychosomatic? It's oh, well, absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely psychosomatic. <laughs> I don't think any of us can say because well, we weren't there. Well, I mean, I think it's like if, if you're like a high, if you're a religious person, like a, like, and you, how what's a good way to explain it? But like if you're like a like a religious person, you go to church, right? You get that like I don't that know. feeling, right? I mean, I know people get well. I guess the, the spirit I, I possesses speak, them and they speak fair, in tongues. To be fair, I am speaking of yes of because uh, I never had that as a kid. Uh, but you know, you know, it was just inconvenient cause I had to go to church. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I would assume like that when people, I guess but more for me when I hear something like, you know, when you hear somebody tell like a really great story or it's like, like a really incredible accomplishment or something that's really like kind of gets you going you feel, you know, I think it, 
everyone can say that's happened once in a while, right? You get that like kind of buzz feeling, like kind of like you don't know why, maybe like an adrenaline spike because you you, sure. you relate to it on some weird emotion. I I feel like everyone's had that feeling, right? Where you hear you hear something like maybe incredible that maybe makes you feel proud. I don't know, like maybe like some nationalistic thing that sounds well, that's incredible, and you get a little like oh, like you get that little. <laughs> Whoa, Anthony, settle down there. I don't, I don't know how to say this without sounding like I'm like, get like real, like, like, like when, when I don't know how to explain when, it. Uh, I don't know. Like, when Barack Obama said that we killed Osama bin Laden and you just immediately no, became no, you fully just, erect, start, started fist bumping people around you and screaming no, America not, not at the top like, of your lungs. Not stuff like that. I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, Maybe like I don't know. For me, it's for me, it's like when I. This is gonna sound weird. That the most closest like I get to that like crazy like, buzzy religious feeling is like when I think of like how like the universe was created or I don't know things like that. Like, like oh are yeah, truly man. fucking amazing. When like you look at and you get kind of like a moon. buzz. You're like, oh, that's incredible. Like that's just so above me. I don't know if that does that make sense. I, don't I know. feel you. Well, no, you know I mean, I'm not trying. Larger, to be, I'm not trying large, to be like a nationalist. No, no, no. Like, that that resonated with me. Like I was looking at the full moon tonight, and I was just like. Yo, man, this is fucking amazing that we're just like flying around this giant gas orb that gives us heat and is the reason that we're all alive. And then there's just this other thing that is synchronously rotating and revolving around us, which I will say, I think it's a little bit suspicious that the moon's rotation lines up perfectly with the revolution around the earth so that we only ever see one side of the moon. It's a bit convenient. Wouldn't you say Al Gore? I'm looking at you. Is that true? Yeah. We only see one side of the moon because we've never seen a dark. As the the earth, as the earth spins, it's like this. So like, Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, fucking a little too perfect. No, no, I'm not saying that's a little perfect. I just feel like I that am. that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Go look at the moon more. Yeah. I do look at the moon. I would I couldn't tell you what fucking side I was looking at. I can. It's the one side that we see. Dude, oh, it, you know every fucking crater? Every, it's a fucking Energizer bunny is right there all the time. Yeah. Like, it never disappears. Oh, I know that. Oh, uh, you see the bunny? But my point is, okay, oh, my yeah, point is, like, bunny. when the moon isn't, when I'm not looking, I mean, does the moon always line up exactly when yeah. I see the moon that yeah. way? That makes sense. Yes. Because that would always just mean that the, rota- the rotation of that side of the moon is always on the, when my side. It's like, you know. What am I trying to say? I know what you're trying to say. But like, but the moon still wrote on the so other for, side of on the, the planet, other side of the earth. You think they will like, be seeing the other in side China? Of the, they see a different side, side of, of the moon. moon. So no. the moon, right? We all no. don't just see the same side of the moon. Yeah, we do. Yes, we do, Anthony. What? Yes, allegedly. Wait. Look, that's assuming that the moon is a sphere and that this uh, is okay. all true. I, I, I am that, okay. Anthony. I I am going to the font of all knowledge, Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. To the article Far Side of the Moon. It says, The far side of the moon is the hemisphere of the moon that always faces away from Earth. The far side's terrain is rugged with a multitude of impact craters and relatively few flat lunar maria compared to the near side. Oh, that's weird. Wait for it. Even so, the far side is sometimes called the dark side of the moon, where dark is used to mean unseen rather than lacking sunlight. Because uh, until we invented spaceships, we humans had never seen 
the far yeah, side of the moon. Yeah. But it just looked exactly the same as the front side, or the wow. side that we see. I mean, it still looks like a moon. Looks but... like a big bunch of nothing. But it has a different, I mean, it's got oh, a that's different weird. topography. I didn't, why did I know, I didn't know that. But but see, to, to that's think, why like, you turned first, into Valley like, Hearts Life podcast. Learn things <laughs> yeah. you didn't know. Well, but but so so like going back to the the Sylvia Brown thing, like like how much of a schmuck would you feel like when you realize that she just made all that shit up, right? Like I never want to feel that way. I never want to get that taken, which is why I I always try to be as skeptical as possible until I am offered enough like corroborating evidence to convince me that, okay, I buy it. I actually feel like we just kind of had a microcosm of that. Caden said something that I thought sounded ridiculous. Exactly. And then I was like, that doesn't make sense. And then of course, then we looked up, we looked at like, you know, Wikipedia, not employing the most qualified critical reasoning we went to a website <laughs> well, I, but, I trust wikipedia enough only a only a fucking total nerd would sit down and write all that shit well yeah and, and at this point i mean a lot of the, oh, those have, articles yeah. are aggregated out of a fairly yeah. high quality amount of here's the moon over the great so. wall of china and look there's oh, the energizer yeah. bunny oh yeah see it that's so weird so that, man, I want. I need to like. I need to write into Neil deGrasse Tyson and have him explain. But that. but see, like Anthony, this is why. Like, if you look at like, if you look at cross cultural like mythology and stuff, like there are a lot of cultures around the world that yeah, who like like the Japanese saw a rabbit in the moon, and so did the Maya. Um, like literally opposite sides of the planet, but they looked up at the heavens and they saw a similar like image on the moon because they're looking at the, they're looking always at the same face of the moon. Yeah. 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 That's just so weird that it syncs up perfectly. Oh, Again, it actually makes sense. Actually, it's very weird. Cause it would be doing this. I, I love listening to Anthony convince himself. No, no, no. It's amazing. No, no, I'm go trying, for I'm it, dude. I, I, just, now and I, I love the seems, hand motions. It seems like it's making sense. Cause if, <laughs> as you're spinning, it's doing it this. It seems like it's making sense. <laughs> I'm like trying to visualize it, right? The spin. <laughs> oh man, I wish I had video right? of this. Like, That's amazing. Because they're spinning. Would they be spinning two opposite ways to make that happen? I don't know. I'm not Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's why I listen to him. That's why I, You're right. wait, wait, wait. I just smoke weed and listen to him talk to me. And I go, "That's incredible." <laughs> That's incredible. That's, That's incredible. But that is incredible. I will say, I so I, I did watch that show occasionally growing up. I mean, I you guys know I didn't have a TV growing up, so yeah. like it was like occasionally when I go to my my grandparents' place. But that show was the biggest shit show I've ever seen. Yeah, like it was, it was such garbage. It was such garbage. Yeah, no, they're yeah. By oh, the way, oh yeah, here we go. Okay, here we go. It was kind of like a Ripley's Believe It or Not. So like, type is this like TV a video show. explaining? It's it? just a little gif. But so the moon, even though it's it's facing the earth the whole time it is technically rotating it's just rotating at a slower speed yeah than, than, the, earth. than the earth okay that makes sense wow weird <laughs> <laughs> i could i could watch that gif forever man <laughs> it's, it's making me dizzy. <laughs> wah, wah, no wah, actually wah. i saw this one where it showed like actually how what's going on with like the sun and the planets where it's like we assume the sun is stationary and that's the re- and like everything's just kind of going around the stationary object, but actually the sun is actually traveling. Of course it is. And so we're actually caught in its like almost, yeah. almost like it's like a tailwind. Yeah. 
And I, it's amazing. that blew my fucking mind. I was like, we're just like, I mean, we are literally just hurting, hurtling through space. Yes. Well, yeah. And, and yeah, because our universe is moving within the larger yeah. galaxy that it's part of. You know what right? also, yeah, you know what's also fuck, fucks in my head? It's that we're getting faster. Or we're moving faster. Like the, oh, the universe, ex- <laughs> universe is expanding faster. Yes. That's fucking crazy. As predicted why? by Allegedly. Einstein. Yeah, why? Who Allegedly. knows? Who the fuck knows? It's definitely not God. Anyway, should we close this out? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> That's a good place to end. Uh, there's going to be like 15 minutes of this podcast where like they're supposed to be talking about ghosts and then these yeah. idiots were trying, this ididiot didn't know anything. No, but that's was the whole- talking about how he was literate, like scientifically somewhat literate, but didn't know that the fucking moon didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of crushed any credibility. But. I can't know all things. <laughs> Nobody knows now all I things. Now I know, all right? Now I know. That's the difference. I don't know. And knowing is half the battle. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Speaking of Toys R Us, that is, in fact, what I spent all my hard-earned cash from my paper route as a child buying at Toys R Us. I bought a Smash Mouth Is my G.I. Joe action figure collection with Swivel Arm Battle Grip. And I still have every single one of them. That that is actually very true. (laughs) You do. They're in that room. Or do you, do you still have them up? They are not up anymore. Oh, they I, are not I, up. They, anymore. I That's have right. them secreted away. But I used I to have them out in public in battle yeah. formation. Jeju action figures. Okay. Yeah. And uh, do you want to pitch all our social? Well, our social. I have no social media, but you know uh, the social media for the cast. I mean, I pretty much just just say it. You never. I, know. I, there I post, actually may be somebody who's first listening. You're to so this good episode. at it. Yeah. There may be uh, there actually we may actually like have a us listener. on. Facebook, I will post the episodes there. You can also obviously go to vohdpodcast.com and you will find all of the episodes there. Uh, we're also on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. If you don't, See us on your favorite podcast app. Let us know. Send us an email at vohdpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Rate and subscribe. Uh, yeah, I also put... Please uh, review. All of the uh, all of the pictures uh, relevant to an episode, I will also post on the Facebook page. Um Please post the gift of the moon revolving. Uh, yes, I will absolutely. Yes, we will have <laughs> that. May the, be the most important image. From the <laughs> gift explaining. Like, me, how like you should like a picture rotates. of me, like <laughs> the moon, and then his head exploding. Oh, man, you know what I love. You know what I love. You know what I. There was something that I didn't know, and I. <laughs> And I sound like a dumbass, and I'm just gonna broadcast to the world. Yep. And you know what? I'm gonna stick to that. That's fine. That's right. Oh, Anthony, I know. There's a first time for everything, Anthony. There is. There is. There is. Well, thank you all for listening. This wasn't the first time. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Uh, from all of us here in the Valley of Heart's Delight, thank you. Bye. Good luck.